Today on the show, we discuss a name we haven't heard in a long time. Thank you for receiving this transmission. If you're listening, then I regret to inform you that both our Jedi Order and the Republic have fallen. It is a sad day for citizens everywhere, but a great day for a podcast. I'm Jaden. And I'm Kevin. And today we have a special treat for you. We are actually going to begin coverage of the Kenobi television show. Today's kind of an intro episode before the actual first episode comes out. And hopefully, uh, if you guys like it, we might be able to do more stuff like this on the regular. Right, Kevin? Yeah, I'm pretty pumped. I, uh... I've been pretty excited for this show for a while, and uh, I just, I'm so, I'm just really excited for this show. Okay, I love Mando, and I love Boba Fett. uh, This is like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Exactly. We have been begging and pleading for them to let us do Star Wars content uh, outside of the games, and they're finally uh, sort of letting us off the hook. They're like, all right, you guys get one shot, so if you screw it up, we're not letting you do anything anymore, so... Yeah. Okay. Sure. 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 We 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 slipped out of we slipped out of Dad's uh, grasp for a couple of minutes. So we're gonna talk about some some Obi Wan Kenobi stuff, and then we'll go we'll go back to doing Halo things probably. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> so today, what we're gonna talk about, we're gonna briefly kind of cover Obi Wan's life leading up to this point, uh, to the point where the show is, and then what we believe might be his mindset going into the Kenobi show on Disney Plus. Uh, this is going to be kind of uh, more about the whole Filoni verse, if you will. Um, We're going to focus mostly on what has happened in like uh, the the series, the Clone Wars series and and, and everything leading up to this specific point. We will probably be including, you know, uh, episode one, two and three kind of Obviously, like I don't, I don't think we would not want to talk about that. Uh, no, but it'd be kind of hard going, not to, to be honest. <laughs> but we are going to uh, be talking about Obi Wan. Who is he? What's he been through? You know. Yep. And not only cloners might be pulling off some other things, uh, some some secret stuff you guys might not have heard about. Because I, mm. uh, we 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 dug deep into the archives and we found some interesting tidbits that a lot of pe- fans don't know exist. So we'll get to those as well. So first things first, we love to hear from you guys, our listeners. So email us at podcast at loreparty.com with your thoughts and episode ideas because we, we love doing this kind of stuff. This is a little bit different sometimes uh, from what we normally do, but we love doing this stuff. So just shoot us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and of course, check out our streams that we do on Twitch weekly. Uh, be sure to go to twitch.tv slash lore underscore party. And of course, you guys can connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at lore underscore party. So guys, we decided to talk about this because both of us are massive Star Wars fans. I think, Jaden, you might be the biggest Star Wars fan I've ever met, aside from my cousin. Uh, but you you have a plethora of knowledge of everything from, you know, little movie tidbits and facts to, you know legends lore in your brain i think you're you're a pretty big encyclopedia for all things star wars uh and so this is a little bit of an exciting you know we were doing the halo show and we think that we thought this might be something we would like to do so here we are 
You're you're right. Uh, it's true. I didn't have a girlfriend that was serious until I was twenty. So <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Um, but yeah, no, I I have always loved Star Wars. It's been a really genuine genuine pleasure to to see the new stuff that comes out because some of it's good. Okay, all right. <laughs> Most of it is good. Um, and so I love getting to talk about it. And I uh, my favorite thing is looking at you know just where things have differed from uh, the old Legends content that I grew up watching. And that's kind of been the fun thing to watch certain aspects being brought back into the canon. And that's really where uh, the guy I love the most in the behind-the-scenes curtain, Dave Filoni, comes in. He's been go. really, really good at dragging in old stuff from Legends and kind of reintroducing it and reincorporating it. I mean, the best example I can think of is Thrawn. I mean, Star Wars fans have known who Thrawn is for a long time, but now we get to see him... We got to see him in Rebels first, and I think he's probably going to be the big bad in the upcoming Ahsoka series, which has already started filming. So I think we're going to get to see more of him as we go on. But today, we are talking about one Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, so we're going to kind of look at this uh, this specific episode. We're going to look at this through the perspective of, uh, you know, what he's been through, where's he been, what is, what is he doing now, um, and we're going to kind of take a look and I guess you could say we're going to peel the layers of the onion of Obi-Wan and figure out what's going on here. What are we going to be expecting in this show? Before we start peeling those onions and crying a little bit, because it is kind of sad, it's not the onion. I'll admit it's not the onion. We're going to take a quick break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we're back. So I think the first place we need to start is the earliest time for Obi-Wan, which would be his journeys with Qui-Gon Jinn. You know, we could talk about his early childhood stuff, but that really doesn't have any relevance to this conversation. But what does have relevance is his teachings with Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon Jinn was his Jedi Knight, his Jedi mentor, and he's pretty much considered the bad boy of the Jedi Order. I don't think that's uh, off-putting of me to say. Uh, in fact, in episode one, Obi-Wan even just has like, pulls him aside, he's like, please don't defy the council again. Obi-Wan's kind of a stickler for the rules. He's like, please, you're, you're always getting in trouble and I gotta, I gotta put up with you. The other kids are making fun of me at the lunch table. I just, I don't like it. But, you know, Qui-Gon did take him under his wing and, you know, through his tutelage, he learned how to become a Jedi. And unfortunately, that training was actually cut short when, uh, a little encounter on, uh, Naboo with one Darth Maul. Darth Maul murders Qui-Gon Jinn and leaves Obi-Wan on his own. I mean, good news, well, bad news, Qui-Gon died. But good news, Obi-Wan Kenobi is now a Jedi Knight. Because uh, in the old fables, and this is the legends, by the way, I don't know if this is true or not in the new canon, but I haven't found any sources that say no. The, the rule was, if you beat a Sith Lord in combat, you become a Jedi right away. You don't have to go through the, the trials, you don't have to go through any of the other ceremonies that you normally would have to go through, you just automatically get the rank of Jedi Knight. So, Obi-Wan, you know, he hasn't really finished his training. He really doesn't feel like he has finished 
his training. But now all of a sudden, that's all I have to do to get a promotion. Yeah, no, that's all you gotta do. You gotta find you gotta find the guy that your company doesn't like and murder him. Well, does it say beat or does it say kill? It says beat. Because uh, if it said kill, Obi Wan would okay. lose his promotion pretty darn quick uh, when, when Clone Wars happens. Okay. Okay. So here's Obi Wan Kenobi. You know he's become a new he's a new Jedi Knight on the scene. And if that wasn't enough, with his dying breath, Qui Gon Jinn asks him to train this little farm boy that they found on the deserts of Tatooine, named Anakin Skywalker. So now Obi Wan Kenobi, he's you know just barely got his promotion, and already he's taken on new staff. He's gotta he's gotta teach this kid the ways of the Force. And he even says, well, he's like, I'm not ready. I'm not the one who should be doing this. You're the one who wanted this kid to come along, not me. I can't do this without you. And, you know, Qui-Gon, he has no choice. Qui-Gon's gone. Qui-Gon's gone. <laughs> yeah, Qui-Gon is Qui-Gon. That's not even, oh, maybe that, maybe that was a pun. You know, Star Wars is a, has a bad habit of doing that shit. Let me tell you about I'm a gun die sometime. That guy's a character. Well, so after that, you know, again, he did not finish his training, his formal training, we'll say that. He didn't finish his formal training. Not that he was, wasn't, like, close to being done. I'm sure he was, like, you know, a senior, yeah, if you had to I, guess. Like, 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 if high school terms, he was a senior, you know, yeah, getting ready to go yeah. off to he Jedi College. There. He was getting there. And so, yeah. basically, now he, he, he barely just finished, and he has to raise Anakin. And Obi-Wan was, he took a lot of roles in this for Anakin. He was a teacher, he was a father. He was an older brother all at once to yep. a child that I'd say we could only describe him as uh, a bantha out of hell, if you will. Uh, the kid's always rushing into danger head first. Like he, the kid just wants to go fight, fight, fight. I mean, Anakin's fought his whole life. He was a child slave on a desert planet and like he had to fight for survival, even if, you know. Maybe it looked somewhat cushiony from what we saw. It really wasn't. Yeah, they really tried to sell like the gentle slave thing with Watto, yeah, and that really, that, was... that really never really sat well with me. It was like, oh yeah, he was a slave, but he was a you know a slave owner, but he was a cool slave owner. I, was like, I don't yeah, like, like that though. What? I don't uh, like that. So <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Um, so Obi Wan kind of always tries his best to teach Anakin to be a Jedi, and was always impressed at how quickly. Anakin grew into almost everything he tried, except for the anger management thing. But we'll get to that. Yeah, uh, we'll get to that. But it's, yeah, so he, he, you know, when I look at Qui-Gon, you know, that was kind of the father figure. And Obi-Wan is much more I view as the older brother figure, when in reality, I think Anakin needed a father rather than a brother. Uh, but... We'll get to that later on. That's a whole other thing. But yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of how it starts with the t these two uh, these two bros, bro Jedi. You know, they're that's their that's the beginning of it. Yeah, and uh, the best part is, you know, like master, like apprentice. Uh, Anakin really doesn't get to finish his training either because a little incident called the Clone Wars happens. But Jaden, what's the Clone Wars? The Clone Wars is a galactic-wide conflict between the uh, Galactic Republic and the Separatist Alliance, the Confederacy of Independent Systems. Using a lot of big words there. Yes, I am. They were created by Count Dooku and his plot. You know, explaining Star Wars always sounds silly, but I, I like doing it anyways. Uh, it was <laughs> the Confederacy was created by Count Dooku, a former uh, Jedi Knight himself, now turned Sith, to try to take over the galaxy. 
Uh, this all happens right about the time that Anakin is coming of age. You know, he's, again, probably about a high school senior Jedi himself. And he was getting ready to uh, go into his trial training. Actually, I think Obi-Wan even says that he's not ready yet. But, doesn't matter. The Clone Wars is happening now. At the beginning of the Clone Wars, he gets into a fight with one Count Dooku, along with Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda, and gets his arm cut off. But somehow that was enough to get him promoted to Jedi Knight as well. He didn't win the fight. In fact, he got knocked out of it and almost killed. But uh, Yoda finished that fight, so I guess technically it counts. I guess it's kind of like when pro wrestling, when, you know, you get knocked down, but someone tags in for you at the last second and then wins the match. It's like, yeah, technically you won the belt, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He manages to, uh, to become a Jedi Knight, because honestly, at the time, they needed as many Jedi as they could. You know, there's a galactic-wide uh, civil war happening. Not that civil war, a different one. He then gets an apprentice of his own. Anakin Skywalker, the guy who's not really ready to be a Jedi Knight himself, suddenly finds himself with an apprentice, one Ahsoka Tano. Master Yoda himself actually orchestrated that because he thought that having, uh, having a Padawan learner to follow him would slow him down a little bit. He would be very wrong about that fact, of course, because Anakin doesn't need to slow down. Anakin is the best Jedi ever. I would say it was like, you know, yeah, right. I would say it's yeah. a lot. <laughs> There's sarcasm, you like, couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it, it's kind of like akin to like, you need to be able to take care of something. You're, you know, you really, for him, it was someone to connect to, but also someone to teach. And I think when you're also teaching while simultaneously learning, I think it, it could help. It helps him. Well, the intent is to help him kind of ease his mind and, and gain perspective. Focus. Almost, yeah. Right? And gain, gain a different perspective. Cause you know, he's always giving shit to his, uh, his teachers, and now, guess what? Now you have some wise-ass giving you shit, and you're like, oh, that's how yeah. I am. Oh, okay. That, so my, think- my favorite example of that is um, they're on a mission, and Ahsoka's being a shithead the way Anakin usually is. And uh, Anakin even looks at her and says, what have I taught you about defying the Council's orders? To which she replies, how? You taught me how. Exactly. And that is my favorite line in all of Clone Wars, because yes, that is exactly it, is that you know, Yoda thought that this would, you know, temper him. This actually just created another little Anakin running around. Yeah. Which the Jedi Order did not need. Yeah, and it's really interesting to see Obi-Wan's inter- interactions with that because it's kind of like Obi-Wan is seeing his own teachings being retaught. And it, it's a really cool generational dynamic, if you will, in, in terms yeah. of that. I, I think he's, Obi-Wan kind of sees himself as like, again, the older. I would say Ahsoka maybe as a, as a niece, in a yeah, way. It's like, yeah. you know, that, that's my brother. That's my brother's new kid that he was just assigned. As if life wasn't busy enough for these guys, Anakin then gets married right under Obi-Wan's nose. Or did he? I would say more on the latter, because I really, I think he knew. Come on, let's be real here. And more it, on that course, later. Like, we'll, get, we'll get to that. We'll yeah, get to we'll that get to that. And, and so then, during the Clone Wars, Obi-Wan reconnects with the Duchess Satine of Mandalore. And we come to find out that she was one of, uh, she was a person in the entire galaxy, one of the only that ever made Obi-Wan question his Jedi fate. He was studying under Qui-Gon, who was very much, you know, not really by the books, and he was always by the books. But this is the one person that made Obi-Wan go, huh, uh, well, maybe I don't want to do this. Hmm. Yep. In fact, uh, one of my favorite lines for Obi-Wan in the whole show is, 
she confronts him about it during the during one of their engagements, and he even says to her, if you had said the word, I would have left the Jedi Order. Which creates an incredible foil between Anakin and Obi-Wan. They both had great loves, but one chose faith over love. Which might be why Obi-Wan is so casual about Anakin's relationship with Padme. You know, <laughs> hey sure, let those horny teenagers go off on missions together. I kept it in my pants, so he should too. Yeah. I guess he was hoping that, I think, I think maybe he was hoping that Obi-Wan would, or that Anakin would realize, you know, his duty as a Jedi before the way he felt about Padme. Like, maybe he just thought that he would come to that conclusion on his own. There would be no need for him to remind him. Sure. But we don't, but, but again, we're going to get, we're, we're going to get to that in a little bit. So tell me what happened to, tell, tell me what happened to Satine there. So we have some very uh, sad news. Um. Satine is tragically killed on me. No! Yeah, and uh, all he could do was just watch. He literally was just like, I, he couldn't do a thing. He just had to stand there. He couldn't do a thing. Uh, and, but he still did not seek revenge. As, you know, that's not the Jedi way. He's not all about getting revenge and everything. And I think that that is a big deal with who he is as a person. I think... Uh, for having his emotions in check. Her death definitely affected him, but I, I think it, instead of uh, succumbing to revenge and succumbing to the darkness, he fell back on his Jedi training, reminding himself that that is not, that is not what, a, what a Jedi would do in this scenario. He's like, I will, I will fall back, I will regroup, and I will, I will, because, I, you know, uh, in, this, in this whole scenario, you know, he's not even supposed to be there. Yeah. So he's like, okay, I got, I've got to do what is right by the Jedi Order, I have to fall back and get orders before I can do anything else. And that's what he does. So now he's lost the love of his life. Yes. And for him, he has taken these emotions. He hasn't bottled them in. He's, he's kind of exploring them in his own way, but by himself, but not succumbing to rash emotional rage or revenge or anything like that. It's more of an introspective look upon himself and enjoying those memories that he has with the time that he had. Yes. And now, towards the end of the war, events are kind of set in motion that led to Ahsoka leaving the Jedi Order behind. Which, that's the nice way of saying it. She was basically, yeah. you know, it's like when you, go, when, you, when, you, when you bust up a party and you're asked to leave. She was basically like, they yeah. were like, you can go. And she was like, it, they basically didn't help. They didn't do her any favors. They, were, they kind of pushed her out the door. It kind of feels like, uh, we're going to have to let you go. I quit. Like, one of those kinds of things. Yep. But this leads to Anakin being devastated and kind of isolates him. So you have these two brothers, if you will. They're both going through some pretty heavy shit. And one of them is not really talking about it and sharing too much info. And the other one is overly sharing and screaming literally into the sky. Yep. And so Obi-Wan is also dealing with his duties on the council and they didn't give Anakin the support he needed. And that includes Obi-Wan not giving Anakin the support he needed. No, Obi-Wan very much this is one of his, one of his great failings is that he doesn't allow himself to give in to the emotions that a normal person would have you know he goes yeah. it sucks what happened but i am a jedi person and honestly i think that's the, the big failing with him is that he doesn't 
see Anakin as a person. He sees Anakin as the Je- as a Jedi, not a Jedi, the Jedi. You know, this yeah. is the chosen one. He should be able to handle something like his Padawan, you know, failing and leaving the order because that's what the chosen one should be able to do. Throughout, you know, all the trials that they have gone through, Obi-Wan has never once stopped believing in what his master believed, that Anakin Skywalker was the chosen one set to bring balance to the Force. They see him as a prophecy over a person. Yes, exactly. And that, and, you know, even, even Obi-Wan fails, you know, he fails at recognizing that Anakin might have some issues that need to be sorted out before he can actually fulfill this prophecy. So now we have Anakin, his fall, and everything that happens uh, with them fighting each other and basically breaking up the bromance. You could say you could say he was fired from that bromance. Oh, you know, because he falls into a pit of lava with his legs fucking cut off. Burn! And um, left screaming on the side of a fucking mountain. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of it. All of a sudden, just gets really gruesome pretty quick. That's my favorite thing is that everyone always you know there there's always that excuse. Oh, Star Wars is a kids show, and I'm like, have you no. have you seen the show or have you seen the movies? <laughs> he not only loses Anakin too, he also loses kind of like a sister, if you will. You know, because then Padme dies. Anakin loses True. the love of his life now. So all of a sudden, we see him at the end of episode three on Tatooine. He's gonna watch uh, good old Luke. Yeah, he's he's decided that the way that he will redeem himself is to watch over his his former best friend's child as he grows, and hopefully can prevent him from falling the way that his father did. So that's the journey so far. That's the journey so far, um, but we did, we, we talked about adding in some special uh, uh, stuff to this episode, you know, that's stuff you guys, might, you guys have all heard, but we want to talk about the stuff that you might not have heard about. Uh, one of the things that I love about Dave Filoni uh, is that he loves to bring back old material, you know, be it cut storylines or characters or even things from the Legends canon. I actually found something that I think would be a fantastic addition to the Kenobi television show. Uh, During the production of The Clone Wars, there were many episodes that were actually cut from the final production. For those of you that don't know, uh, Clone Wars was uh, canceled and then rebooted about three times. It's the family guy of Star Wars. And Dave Filoni, he has a very heavy influence. If you think he has a heavy influence right now, he had about the same heavy influence on Clone Wars. Yes, he was the the, uh, the director of Clone Wars. He was one of the head writers. Uh, and he was also the head writer for uh, Rebels. He's one of the producers for Mandalorian. He's one of the producers for Boba Fett. And he is also one of the producers for Kenobi. So that is why I think that this would be a relevant thing to bring in. This is what we're about to play for you is actually uh, cut audio from an unfinished episode of The Clone Wars. And you can find this out on the internet. Uh, I believe the title, if you want to look for it, it's Obi-Wan and Anakin Talk About Ahsoka's Decision. Uh, hashtag Clone Wars Saved is what you, you can find it under. Now, this is audio from an excerpt. Uh, I'll set the scene for you because it's a little long. Obi-Wan and Anakin are on a mission to Utapau, and they are sitting down uh, to rest after a long, night of a, a long day of adventures, and uh, they begin to talk about Ahsoka's decision to leave the Jedi Order. You can't take responsibility for Ahsoka's decision, Anakin. 
How would you feel if I turned into a major disappointment? It's not the same. It's precisely the same. You took me under your wing and practically raised me. I'm your Padawan, just like Ahsoka was mine. How well would you sleep knowing I failed you? Not very well, I imagine. Luckily, that isn't true. And never will be. That is probably the thing that I would have loved to have seen in Clone Wars the most. I think that interaction right there sets the stage for Episode 3. Just that line of just, how would you feel if I turned out to be a major disappointment? And, and Obi-Wan saying, you know, I probably wouldn't sleep very well, but luckily that's never going to happen. That is a crazy line. And honestly, if I can use my detective skills and my wizard powers that I use to get everything right for Halo, which I did, go ahead, look it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that this, if knowing Dave Filoni and knowing his track record, this would be a fantastic way to intro the Kenobi show. Like people are talking about like, when are we going to see Hayden Christian back as, as Anakin? Honestly, I think right off the bat, with this scene being reintroduced as the opening for Kenobi. Can you imagine like a young Kenobi laying down and saying to Anakin, you know, I probably wouldn't sleep very well if you, you know, if you turned evil, but luckily that's never going to happen. And then boom, it cuts to five years later and his eyes are wide open. He's laying on the ground, contemplating the fact that he said those very words to his apprentice who is now lost to him forever. I think that would just be amazing. Oh yeah, totally. I, from this, we can see that Obi-Wan never really believed that Anakin could ever fall, like, at all. And no. his, his greatest failure, Obi-Wan, his greatest failure as a Jedi was not recognizing the fact that his Padawan had flaws. That's the thing. He didn't recognize that all Jedi have flaws. Why do you think Jedi, it's always like, oh, another Jedi fell to the Sith. Like, it's in history of the Jedi. So for him... To just think like blind, like he had blinders on. He did not see any flaws in Anakin. He was like, oh, that's just, that's just Anakin. Like, come on. It's just how, he, that's just how he operates. That's just him. He was just so blinded by this prophecy bullshit. Part of it, it shows that he wasn't as, it's a very good example that shows that he was not as attentive to his, I don't even want to say Padawan, to his friend. You know, like. Like, it, that's, yeah. that's just what it was. He was not attentive to his friend's, you know, needs, wants, understandings. Like, of course, Jedi aren't really supposed to have too many wants. Like, that's like, I want a lightsaber. Like, yeah, sure, I get that. But, like, he's, you know, he's not really recognizing Anakin the person. It's Anakin the chosen one. Well, and the the question too is we don't know how blind obi-wan was to anakin's you know desires because there's a uh, again dave filoni loves to break our hearts uh there is a little hint that obi-wan might have known what was going mm -hmm. on uh with anakin and padme uh very specifically in season seven episode two of the clone wars uh obi-wan is uh walking around the base trying to find Anakin. Meanwhile, Anakin is actually having a secret video conversation with Padme back on Coruscant. You know, the, in the middle of the war, he's still trying to talk to his wife because, you know, they are married at this point, but no one in the galaxy knows that. You know, Anakin comes out of the room after the conversation's over and he's like, oh yeah, don't worry, Rex, I fixed your helmet. Okay, Obi-Wan, let's go. You know, doing his normal dismissive attitude towards Obi-Wan. And then Obi-Wan just fires back, 
I hope you at least told Padme I said hello. It's like, what? I don't know. I don't know if that was your reaction, but I was just like, oh my God. Like, we were this close to having everything out in the open. Everything out in the open. I don't remember what the show was, but I hear that sound bite of it. It's just like, what? Yeah. What? Well, that's the thing. They're, they do everything together. They're close. Again, they're like brothers. So I don't yeah. think it's easy for them to hide things from each other. Um, as much as, as much as Anakin, like, thought he was hiding. But that, that shows what's sad about it, too, is if they are so bad at hiding things from each other, why can't Obi-Wan take the time to care, if that makes sense? Like, if you know so much and you're that close with that person, and then as soon as something starts getting difficult for that person or something getting weird, it's you you're like oh man that sucks mm-hmm. yeah like that that's kind of how it feels when when all these terrible things happen with anakin obi-wan just doesn't really recognize it the reason that he acts like that is because he is a jedi knight uh-huh. and he assumes that anakin is also you know in his jedi training where it's like yeah that stuff sucks but we have bigger issues in the greater galaxy and within our order our order itself we need to focus on getting that stuff and there's the Jedi flaw right there. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Now I sound like Adam Driver. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and speaking of cut content, you know, that uh, we talked about uh, stuff earlier, but speaking of cut content, we actually also found some cut dialogue from episode three. Now, there's no uh, footage of this, but this is uh, a cut version of the script for episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, and it, it is, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, in the movie, Obi-Wan Kenobi, he goes and confronts Padme to try to figure out where Anakin has gone post, uh, Order 66, and he has no lead, so he decides to go to Padme to see if she maybe knows, and that is where we get a line that I think really would have changed the dynamic of just, just the nature of Obi-Wan. It makes, it makes him seem a little bit more uh human but i don't know if i i think there's a reason it was cut so i'm going to read it to you now and hopefully you guys can by the end of you can make your own opinion but uh it goes this way Uh, obi-wan goes to padme and says i am not blind padme although i have tried to be for anakin's sake and for yours anakin has loved you since the day you met in that horrible junk shop on tatooine he's never tried to hide it though we do not speak of it we pretend that i don't know And I was happy to, because it made him happy. You made him happy, when nothing else ever truly could. I don't know about you, but I would have loved to have seen that dialogue be delivered on screen. I have a feeling I've heard that, like, actual dialogue, though. Like, what, you sure it wasn't, like, a deleted scene or something? It was, it's, it's, I've not been able to find it online. I wish, I wish I could. You know, if you, if someone out there can find this, like, shot, I would love to see it, but as far as I know, this is only available in audio format or in like a uh, written format. You know, he he's not stupid. Obi-Wan's not dumb. You know, very clearly, like, they're always going on missions together. And there's like half of the Clone Wars is, is Anakin being like, uh, excuse me, Padman, I need to go off to this romantic location. <laughs> you know, that was that was the joke before yeah. was everyone's like, how did he have time to get her pregnant like during the war? And it's like, well, you watch Clone Wars. Yeah, it turns out it was pretty easy to have the time to <laughs> get her pregnant. They were just on a mission together. And so with everything we've kind of discussed right now, it just kind of boils down to Obi-Wan's love for his 
air quotes, brother, doomed the galaxy. And now he has to live with that. And that is where we start this new show. Absolutely. So now we're going to talk about what we think is going to happen with the Obi-Wan show. But before that, we're going to take a quick break. Don't want to get ahead of ourselves. We just want you to listen to a quick word from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, we're back. And now we are going to be talking about Kenobi the show. Not Kenobi the man, Kenobi the show. Given everything we've laid out about Obi-Wan, who he is, and leading up to this point, why does he stay on Tatooine? Yeah, why is he, why is he still there? You know, uh, Jedi like Ahsoka uh, and, and uh, uh, Cal Kestis, they're still out there running around trying to do their best uh, to keep keep up the good fight with the Empire uh, in their own way. And they are doing a good job of either remaining unnoticed in some kind of form or fashion. They, you know, they, they don't know who the Jedi is, but there's a Jedi. Or they are obviously working on resistance cells and creating stuff to try to fight the Empire. They're still yeah. doing their thing. And Obi-Wan, you know, he's still, he's still in tune with the Force. You know, we see characters like, uh, again, from Jedi Fallen Order, uh, uh, Siri Junda, uh, who has closed herself off from the Force entirely, uh, which which leads me to believe that Obi Wan Kenobi, he is still on Tatooine for two simple reasons. One, and this is the boring one, Yoda ordered him to do so. He is a loyal knight of the Jedi Order, and even though the Jedi Order is, you know, it's it's pretty much gone now, he is still going to follow the orders of the Grand Master of the Jedi Council. He's going to stay and watch over this boy and make sure nothing happens to him. Sounds but boring. I think dun, dun, it's, dun, yeah, dun. it sounds very boring, but he's been ordered to do so and he will do it. But I think the more realistic reason why he is still there is because he feels that in some way, if he can watch over Luke, you know, he might get the chance to train him, raise him to be a Jedi, and atone the failure that is Anakin Skywalker. I think that he believes that through Luke, he can atone for his failure to stop Anakin's descent into darkness. I would agree with that. I think I think that the the Jedi Knight part of him is actually not as powerful anymore in his own persona because he doesn't go by Obi-Wan anymore. At least right now, we don't know. I mean, in, in yeah. he, when we see him later down the road, he goes by Ben. So we don't know what it's going to be like in the show, if he's going to still go by Obi-Wan or if he's going to already be Ben. I think if he goes by Ben, it's a lot more about the atonement for what he has done, uh, or lack thereof. I think if he still goes by Obi Wan, I think it. I think part of it is you know the Jedi Order stuff, but I I still think that atonement, no matter what, I think the whole atonement thing for what has happened is going to play a role. It just depends on how big of a role. Yeah, and while he's on. You know, what, what we've seen of him in other uh, media leading uh, that's actually uh, not proceeding, but uh, following it uh, in Star Wars Rebels, 
uh, Obi-Wan is watching over Luke from a safe distance, and his only goal is to keep him safe. This is what we've seen from Rebels. And something that has changed, though, is Obi-Wan no longer believes that Anakin was the Chosen One. He believes that Anakin was a failure, but that Luke was the actual Chosen One. That this Skywalker can walk the path of the light and bring balance to the Force and redeem the failure of the Jedi Order, which is very interesting to me because he kind of gave up on what his master thought. <laughs> yeah. Which is, yeah. which is a big departure for him. You know, it's a, it's a slight change. I mean, when you believe in something for, what, 30-something years, you know? He followed it to a T. Like, it was so pinpoint, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think the yeah. whole prophecy problem is that it is, once you have an idea for it, you don't really kind of look around for other things and details you may miss. He believed so firmly in it. I think you're absolutely right. He believed yeah. in it so firmly that it's the only. it was the only logical conclusion is that this has to be the way that it goes. Yeah, and I think him switching over to now looking at Luke is him broadening his perspective of said prophecy. But I still think he's pinpointing. He's just moving the target to somebody else. He's moved the needle. Yep. He has. I. I think for for An for not for Anakin for Obi Wan's own sake. I think he. I think he still has to believe that there is an end goal of a of a chosen one. I think for his own like this. This all has to be worth it because there is a chosen one out there. And not only that, you know, hey, if 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 Luke's the not the chosen one, the least that he can do is make sure that he doesn't end up the same way that his dad did. Yeah, but. I think the biggest reason why he still looks at that prophecy and still believes it is because also if the prophecy's bunk, if it's bogus, like it, it, none of it meant anything. And he treated Anakin like not a person. That's true. <laughs> for a bullshit reason. And he's like, oh, that makes it even worse, you know? Yeah. And, and so I think that he really holds on to the prophecy as something like a guidebook, if you will. And almost justification for everything he's done, even if what he's done he knows is a failure and is not something that he possibly should have done, he's still using it as the playbook and also the excuse. Yeah, and that's that's an interesting perspective on that. I mean, we we really don't know at the end of the day until Kenobi comes out what's what his thinking is now. You know, it's been five years since the events of Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. So, you know, what per perhaps maybe he is going through a little bit of a depression. You know, uh, that's a that's a great way to segue into this last part of our podcast for now. Uh, Kevin, what are you hoping to see in the Kenobi show before it comes out? Lots of lightsaber fights. I'm, I'm really pumped <laughs> for that. Uh, <laughs> I am actually very excited to see the mental toll of everything that's happened because we don't really see that. Uh, in Rebels, he's a little bit older still, and he, in, in Rebels, he's fully immersed in his role as Luke's guardian angel. He's no longer worried about the the outer galaxy. He's worried about make, making sure the boy is okay. Yeah, we still haven't seen the in between. Like, I want to get into the nitty gritty, the meat and potatoes. I want to know his mental state. I want to understand his justifications for thing. I want I want to know why he's doing what he's doing, and because I, I you have to think like okay why is he doing it it's gotta have to be explained like i want that i want to know why he's there like what is 
what is, you know, does he regret it? Does he think about these people every day? Does it haunt him? How does thinking about all this terrible negative things, like these negative thoughts, this negative energy, he still gets his hope. You know, he still keeps his hope. And I, if you think about it, like the whole A New Hope is Luke is Obi-Wan's new hope. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like it's, it's yeah. different than just it, it, it takes that context even of the title of a movie and completely flips it around. I want to know what his journey is just kind of being the hermit. Obviously, he's not going to just be sitting there every day in a cave just with like a camera drone just watching Luke all day. If that's part of it and that's like a major aspect, I will say I will be a tad disappointed because that's lame. <laughs> well, from what we get from the trailer, I think you're going to be okay. From the trailer, yeah, yeah, it seems yeah, like yeah, you yeah, might yeah. be leaving Tatooine a little bit, which, you know, I know a lot of people are actually really upset about that. And I'm like, no, it's, you know, it's, it's different. It's different for sure, but it's fine. I mean, it makes sense why he would leave at some point. I will say this. There should be a compelling reason for him to leave. And I think yeah, that's what I'd, people I'd like are are looking for and I think I think that is probably going to be something that we we learn right away. Honestly, I mean you you hit the nail on the head. I'd love to see him dealing with you know five only 5 years after his big loss like how he's doing, but I mean also I kind of want to see I I'd, I'd love to see this is going to sound so dumb, but I really want to see him fight with a blaster. I keep seeing trailer shots of him shooting uh, a blaster. I'd love to see him with a, with such an uncivilized weapon. You know, he's always talking <laughs> shit. He's yeah, always talking shit yeah, about that yeah. like that blaster, but I I love the idea that him him using it because he's still trying to stay undercover. You know, yeah. there's a great scene in Rebels when in the first episode of Rebels when Kanan Jarrus ignites his lightsaber and all the stormtroopers are like, "It's a Jedi!" and that immediately sets off a shit storm. Yeah, and same with same with uh, Cal Kestis. You know, he pulls out his lightsaber. Now he's being hunted. So I love the idea that like the galaxy has this awesome anti Jedi defense web already set up. So it's like that's not even an option. Like Obi Wan's like. Listen, those are just the normal guys. Like, if God forbid they find out that I'm still alive, yeah. they're coming for me. You know, I happen to... <laughs> I'm the one who put their boss into a giant vat of lava. <laughs> He's still a little mad about that. I would say I'm also really excited to see Inquisitor stuff. Like, I think Yes, live-action Inquisitor is going to be awesome. The Cal Kestis stuff, if you guys have heard the episode, like, I gush over that game. I thought it was so well done. And I think seeing the whole hunt for the remaining Jedi is, is it excites me to see these like one super powerful and respected Jedi Knights on the run and doing everything they can, like using a blaster to survive. Like that's super cool. Yeah. I also want to see Cal Kestis. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I really do want to see yeah. that. Yeah. I think it'd be cool. But, uh, you know, also, I think having flashbacks, not just seeing, you know, Darth Vader, I think seeing flashbacks of the two of them during the Clone Wars, if they can pull that off, yes, that's going to be so cool. Like, just, again, we're gushing here. I would, yeah, no, we are, we are, we are absolutely gushing and guessing at the same time. But that's the thing, guessing. like, there's so much that they can do with this show. There's so much story. If they do a flashback to Clone Wars and I get to see uh, uh, Tenmin Sue Morrison as one of, you know, one of many yeah, clone yeah. troopers like Rex or Cody yeah, yeah. or both. Oh, my God. That'd be so cool. There's been some late set footage of him like in a uniform. So people are speculating we might see him as like a bridge commander. So maybe yeah. or maybe just multiple. You know, it's a great thing about having one guy who <laughs> looks like a, who is the face of all the clones that you can put him in anything you want. 
And that's the thing I think about Dave Filoni and what he's done is we are gushing here not just about all of the story prior. Like he made so much thickness of the story. We had three movies and he helped bring out so much more just in between those time frames. And with yep. this show, there's so much potential for what they're going to do that I am so excited to see what elements and, and, and characters and just story elements in general and just anything, anything. I am just so excited because I know it's going to thicken the soup, if you will. It's really going to make it, I think, more fun. Also, Hondo Anaka, please put Hondo in the, in the show, Dave Filoni, please. That would be lovely. Bring back my angry pirate. I would love that so much. Yeah. It would, it would make sense, too. You know, Obi-Wan's oh, yeah. only friend. That would be hilarious. But and I will we'll say, see. for final thoughts, do I think it's going to connect to the wider story? Absolutely. I don't know if it's going to directly influence, like, Mandalorian or any of these other shows, but I definitely think... I mean, it, it will because, like, I think Ahsoka's going to be involved. I think in some form or fashion that's going to happen. But I really I think... I can see it, yeah. I think it's going to be impactful and we're going to see it and we're going to love it hopefully hopefully well that about wraps it up we hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did please take a second to rate and review us on apple podcasts it really helps us grow the show and be sure to connect with us on twitch instagram and twitter at lore underscore party we will see you next time for more adventures in a galaxy far far away <laughs>